I'm Chris Dutchko, co-host of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Ed Curation Podcast. We're bringing you stories from educational leaders about the instructional resources, practices, and movements that are reshaping learning. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Christy Hemingway. And our guest today is Elena Utt, whose actual job title is Innovative Educator. It's kind of like an instructional coach, but broader. It encompasses a little bit of everything. Curriculum development, professional development for teachers, social emotional learning, field trips, STEM programs. She works outside of a traditional school setting and a big part of her focus is finding the programs and resources that can best support student-led learning. She joined us today to share a resource that has really stood out for her and the teachers and students that she supports. I found that I had a passion and really just wanting to have kids feel empowered and being able to allow them to grow in whatever way is best for them. We were looking for a way to host students uh, at an upper level of education. So really that middle school, high school area that we don't typically get a lot of engagement in because of jobs or after school activities or even needing to be helpful within the home. But we found Project Invent and their slogan was empowering students through invention, which is very similar to my role or my company's logo as well. And we say that we like to empower through doing And so just that connection immediately was like, I think this is going to be a really good fit. We're both on the same page of wanting to learn new technologies and really implementing things in a real world setting. And that is what initially grabbed us or like told us that we should be working with Project Invent. And so for those who are listening, who many of them have probably never heard of Project Invent, what is Project Invent? Project Invent approaches education in a hands-on way, allowing students to find and solve real-world problems because whatever they create or invent will actually have impact on the people around them. So really finding a community partner is what we have done with Project Invent, saying, what are your needs right now in our community? How can we make your life better? And from there, the students are able to brainstorm a completely original invention. We have guidance with marketing and technology professionals like engineers, educators, such as myself, but it allows them to become a part of their community while implementing this STEM education and really shows them what they're capable of. It sounds like it kind of merges both maybe mentorships and internships. It's a combination of the two. Absolutely. Yes. So I as a fellow, felt like I was being mentored or I was the student before beginning my own project. They took us through different technologies that we would be able to use through Project Invent with our students. And they provide guidance for us, which is really fantastic as an educator if you are unsure of a certain technology. But the students get that opportunity to be interns with me with Project Invent. But 
they will also have an opportunity to present their invention to real-life marketing professionals. Elena is referring to the Project Invent Demo Day, which are national events hosted in various locations around the country, giving students not only the opportunity to demonstrate their learning and showcase their inventions, but to vie for funding from investors and to create a plan to turn their inventions into a business opportunity. There's just nothing more real world than that. So giving them that real world communication with partnerships, but then also showing how the business world actually works. So when presenting their idea, they're going to need to come up with a business proposal, why their idea is different, all of the different prototypes that we've gone through to get them to this point, as well as what has inspired them, which truly Project Invent is wonderful for like opening this up, but it's all the students. That's amazing and so, so empowering to students. I'm guessing that you have some amazing success stories to share about things that kids have created and then opportunities that that has opened up for them. And we definitely want to hear about those in a minute. Before that, tell us a little bit about the the fellow, becoming a Project Invent fellow. How does that work? What do you do? And what motivated you to be a part of that? Sure. So to be a fellow is really just to be a part of Project Invent as that educator role. You are able to sign up online very easily to say, I'm interested in doing a fellowship, whether it's for a full year or even just a semester. And so that would mean that you have guidance from Project Invent of this, like these are the steps that we need to take to be able to have this project-based learning, to be able to show you the way so that you can show students the way. So over the summertime, I was able to have my own little miniature project invent just with other educators. So we were given a community partner who we had to solve a problem for, create a prototype, learn different technologies to be able to make our prototype that came from like pipe cleaners and cardboard into a real thing that could actually work, which is what I'm doing with students now. So being their fellow learner, I like to think of it as like, I'm a fellow and I'm not your superior, right? Like we are learning alongside together and whatever direction you want to go with your project, I'm going to help you get there. Got it. I love that. And I'm looking forward to hearing some of the specific, some more specifics. But just to go a little bit big picture with you, I feel like in your role, you're required to be a big picture thinker and you're probably just that kind of person anyway. But what are some of the most significant challenges that educators are facing and how does Project Invent help address some of those? Absolutely. So I think inspiring students is probably the biggest challenge that educators have today. We find that in no matter what age range we're working with, A lot of the times I will hear, well, when am I going to use this in real life? And the reality is we are using science and technology and mathematics every single day, right? So an example that I like to share is how often do you go out to a restaurant? Are you ever going to buy groceries? Because you're going to need to know like percentages and decimals to be able to use money. So really the struggle with students is to inspire them. And what I've found through this project invent and like running it for the first time is that if they are in charge, they are motivated. They are extremely engaged the entire time I'm with them. You know what I love about this is that what here's what it does in my mind as I'm listening to you talk (laughs) is because it's not that kids 
aren't motivated and not inspired and that they don't care, right? There are all kinds of things that they are passionate about, but algebra isn't one of those typically, Right. right? So it's taking the thing that they're passionate about and saying, how does algebra enhance or apply to this thing that you're passionate about versus trying to convince them that someday they might need algebra for something that they care about, right? Exactly. Um, and and having them be the problem solvers in that. So good. I mean, it's the way that we know people learn, that we learn best. So you've given a couple of specific examples already, but I'm curious if maybe you could give another one about a project that your student or team worked on and how it impacted not only the students, but maybe the community. So my students are working with a visually impaired community partner. She is an adult in our area and she is legally blind, even though that doesn't mean that she can't see anything, right? So that already in and of itself is something that as visual people in a visual world already take for granted, like being able to drive places and not having to rely on people, but then also not knowing the spectrum of what that actually means, right? So with working with this community partner, they were able to talk to her and understand like her problems in life, which they were able to relate to. So giving them that real world problem and her biggest issue that they saw was organization with either things in her fridge or things at work, like paperwork, because things can be moved around, things may not be properly labeled, especially if it's documents. You don't necessarily have something that would be a touch to let you know if that paper is different from a separate one. But my students as middle school and high schoolers also struggle with organization immensely (laughs) with their paperwork. And so we have created an automatic filing sorting backpack so that we can insert it like it would a printer and it essentially holds it like within a file that the backpack can read and say like homework number one or like hmm, document number one is found in this slot and then if you say I want you to take out document number one it's able to do that for you and so it's really just one less step of needing to find things if your papers are ever crumpled and you are a student this would definitely help but then for adults they really want to take this idea out of a backpack and make it into a filing cabinet or make it into a briefcase so that it's more accessible for adult users because I know a lot of teachers might use backpacks but it's not necessarily for everyone and so Their biggest idea was to start with the filing cabinet. And I said, this is wonderful. Let's start a little smaller, (laughs) right? To have a smaller piece of technology. And so that's currently what they're working on. And it's really just been amazing to see their brainstorming process because we initially started with several different ideas. They were like, well, walking can be a struggle and driving can be a struggle. And all of these things are difficult, but trying to relate themselves and their real world issues to this person who is also experiencing it in our visual community, in our visual world, was how they were able to connect with her the best, right? Saying like, this is hard for me as well. Yeah. So good. How did you get connected with this person? She actually is a member of my organization. We are a maker space. And so she comes in to create different items. So we have like a clay studio and a wood shop and other things like that. 
she's been able to come in and do hands-on work to create something new for herself. And when talking about education, she works with visually impaired students as well, saying, wow, I wish that I could involve my students in a way that you have. And I was like, bring your students to meet my students. And so her visually impaired students have met with my students and she became our community partner to say like, I want to help you inspire. And as a partner, you really just have to be there along the way to give your honest feedback to these kids, right? Because while I might know the technology behind it or might know a way to be able to get them to where they need to be, I don't know if that will actually help her because I'm not visually impaired. So just to have her continuously communicating on what they need to fix and being honest. That kind of experience, that kind of learning experience can really define a student's life path. Absolutely, yes. They have already been talking about colleges. One of them, he is in high school and um, I log his hours with us so that it can be like an internship, but then also showing this is a project that I was on and like it was completely free for them, the students, and this is what came out of it. Like I was able to do this marketing presentation. I was using 3D design and like 3D printing as well as like learning software for coding with Arduino or like learning how to go from block code to written code is huge for any student, but just to watch them grow is truly amazing. I couldn't resist giving you all a taste of the variety of student projects. Here are just a few of the creations coming from Project Invent student teams. A vibrating motor system that relaxes the user when their heartbeat reaches over a certain threshold. A camera rail system to photograph and monitor pollinators in local gardens. An accessible reading pen that aids users with dyslexia by decoding printed text into spoken words. A tech-enabled glove that helps stretch arthritic hands. A sports field kit to detect early signs of concussion. And a smart jacket that acts like a wearable hug for those who live alone or have anxiety. Tell the, the educators listening how this is implemented in a classroom? So I would find that implementing this in a classroom would be a lot easier. <laughs> we had to outsource and we are an after-school program and how I'm able to work with Project Invent. But to be able to implement this in your classroom, you would automatically have those 20, 30 students to be able to work on a project where my students, I have a lot less, I have nine of them. So that's a lot of work to put on a small amount of people, but they're very capable. And I think introducing it into your classroom might be a way to have you get those standards met, but also have those students be inspired because of the real life issues that you're going to be addressing, right? I know that a lot of times in math, I'm going to give an example, is you will start like in multiplication or addition and you're like, Sally has 57 watermelons, you know, and that is not a problem that we would have in real life with Project Invent and being able to relate to real people in the real world. We're saying, well, what can you do? What will you do? Because this is real life and we have to make this work for this person in X amount of time, right? So like by the end of this class, you are responsible for what you've learned, but then also it allows them to feel proud of themselves. So being able to show off everything they've learned through like project-based learning 
but implementing it in the real world instead of saying, I've read a book or I've read a textbook and I've taken a test. So what grade levels and content areas can you envision this being a good fit for? I would say sixth grade through 12th grade, definitely. This could be within any science, technology, or mathematics classroom. I know that STEM classrooms are everywhere, but if you have a computer science class, if you have just a basics math class, this would be something that could involve like practices through their other classes as well. So if you were working with Project Invent, and let's say I'm a math teacher at a high school, but I want to work with the technology teacher and the science teacher as well, so that the kids have an overlap of homework, that would be something that they could implement all across the field, and you'd be able to hit your curriculum standards. And I'm thinking this integrates well with whatever somebody's existing curriculum is. So you have your curriculum, which defines your standards and your content, but then Project Invent gives you the methodology and the structure for teaching those things. Absolutely. They do. They actually give you uh, different slideshows or like different portions of the project that you should be at now. It's like, first, we have to have need finding, and then we're brainstorming, and then we're prototyping. And throughout that, we're given presentations, examples of interactive activities to show what would be a good thing to be able to do with the students before actually teaching them about it, having them do it for themselves. They give you all of the resources to be able to make it successful for you as an educator, but also for your students to feel successful. And do what do you hear from students? I think two of the things that I have really thought about and like what has stuck with me is I have one student and he explained to me how hard brainstorming actually is. I was like, yes, to come up with your own original idea is incredibly difficult. But the excitement that he gets now that we're building, like every single day, he's like, this is so much more fun, like to be able to create and like see where they need to fix things or change things instead of just coming up with an idea. I had a student create an H bridge not too long ago uh, to be able to have different control panels do different things for their piece of technology. And he got so excited that he like called his dad and had him come and like come and watch what he was doing. He's probably never felt so proud of himself saying, I want to call my mom because I'm so happy about this thing that I've actually created. It's like nothing else. Yeah, that sense of achievement, you can't compare it. As far as, you know, as educators, we're always talking about outcomes. And in terms of the qualitative outcomes, you're seeing increased levels of engagement and excitement from students. Can you speak to the quantitative outcomes at all? I know you're probably not involved on the testing end of things. Um. Even though I'm not traditionally in a classroom, to see how far they've come since the beginning of winter until now, I mean, the communication levels with other people, even themselves, like when you first start in school, I say that it probably takes up until winter break to be able to get students comfortable talking with their classmates and to get from that level to like outsourcing into our community being like, can I give you this questionnaire to take, please? You know, I mean just to see how far they've come in their personality changes has been a ton, but they all started out not knowing how to code at all, like only understanding block code barely. 
But now I have over half of my group that is able to write encoding language to be able to see how mechanisms move from like a prototype to the software and how the software is able to talk to their physical like wires to their motors to everything else. I can just imagine that that level of excitement and engagement just because of what they're learning tends to transfer into other areas of academic performance. I have actually heard from a student that their teacher was so excited to see them so excited in school because they were able to take something from Project Invent that we have done and like implemented that mindset into school now Mm -hmm. saying like, oh, well, I've done this with Project Invent. (laughs) And Project Invent also has a really strong emphasis on character building, I think. What would you say really sets project invent apart from other STEM or innovation programs? Because I imagine that you've seen a lot of them and probably used a lot of them. Yes. As a teacher, I know that kids are incredibly capable, but I would say that the empathy learning or like how much their empathy is able to grow and strengthening students' creative thinking is what sets Project Invent apart, being able to work with those community members allows them to be more creative, I feel like, they because they want to be, right? They're like, I want to make a difference with this person. And so their creative thinking and their empathy levels, I think, have skyrocketed since beginning. And I think it would make a really big difference inside of every classroom that decides to implement Project Invent. And it sounds very collaborative. So they're working in teams. Yes, absolutely. They get to work in teams, but they also have individual tasks that they're responsible for. You don't realize how important it is to rely on your community around you. And they're learning both things in Project Invent, right? They're getting the information that they need on technology and like other things to help them get to where they need to be. But then also having that collaborative aspect to learn that empathy, but then also to be able to connect with people outside of their comfort zone. How do you see Project Invent evolving in the future and growing? And what impact do you all hope to have on education as a whole? I think that by them providing like meaningful real world experiences, this could hopefully bring out uh, opportunities for scholarships for students, but then also having it recognized by higher education in what these kids have been doing, as well as like a non-traditional career path. So for hitting all of those student needs, whether you want to go into higher education or you want to do something else, right? It gives those students that opportunity and that confidence to say, I have done this and I did it on my own. And now I want to apply it in whatever way I can. How easy is this for a teacher to implement? So say there's a teacher listening and I know we know that educators are overwhelmed right now. They were thrown so many new things in the last few years that they've had to figure out how to use. And what does a teacher get when they sign up with Project Invent? So the best way to put yourself into a learner's shoes is to become the learner. So for the training, we actually are the students. We are a part of different groups from everywhere, educators across the United States who have decided to work with Project Invent. And we take an idea that has been given to us like we would do with our students, and we have to run with it. We are trained in the summertime. And then once you have it implemented, you're ready to go. 
it's broken down by different areas like step one, step two, step three, step four. And it gives you those examples of a PowerPoint that you can just show your students just downloaded from like the Project Invent website, as well as like games and activities to do with them, but then also questions to ask them. And it really sets you up for success as an educator. The best part about that is that Project Invent actually gives us mentorship opportunities, like with prototyping help with maybe something that I'm not necessarily capable of with my educational background or your educational background, but I'm able to reach out to people through Project Invent because they have those community members or collaborations with other people who are willing to help students in this mindset and like going through this process. So if I ever feel lost, I'm able to reach out and say, I really need someone to help my students on this because I don't know how to do it, which relieves the teacher, I feel like. So what advice would you give as a next step or a first step to educators who are interested in starting to implement more innovative and also socially impactful and socially focused projects in their classrooms? I would say to start with what inspires your students, like ask them that question, what inspires you and what gets you up in the morning? If we're able to see what students are passionate about in your classroom, you could take that information and like try to find a community partner. But being able to take something that they're already passionate about and saying, I've brought this to you. How can we fix it now? Because you have shown me that this is your passion. This is an issue in real life relating to your passion. Now let's fix it. So the first step would to be ask students. And then the next step I would say is really just check it out. Project Invent. You can always ask questions. Look to see about the successful things that have been created by students in middle school and high school, because they're definitely, they're more capable than you think they are. I'm thinking just along with the question of what inspires your students, also what concerns them? Like what are their obstacles? What vexes, what problems they want to solve in the world? I will say what concerns them the most, not necessarily problems they want to solve, but taking this in and outside of a classroom is the mindset of failure inside of a classroom, failing or like not doing well on a test. So that's something that all students struggle with. But to fail is to just have a first attempt in learning. So the word fail, first attempt in learning, and that's all it is. And to watch that through a hands-on project is so much easier to say like, great, this doesn't work. What do we need to do to change it? Not saying, oh, you have failed. It's a culture shift, isn't it? Absolutely. I love that first attempt in learning. I'm definitely going to write that and put it up on my office wall. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like actually making something physically work in person allows them to get more creative, but then they get more ideas on what else they could build. And I think that that is what inspires them, is like their availability to be creative I mean, it must, it feels like magic when you can make something happen, be able to code and then have it work. (laughs) It it really does. And to see, I mean, really that light bulb, that spark goes off and you see it in their faces, but not only are you seeing it in their faces, but you are physically seeing it in front of them saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you got this to work. Important to emphasize to listeners though, that it's not the project invent is cross content. It's not just about coding. This is no, it's not area. Yeah, you could use it, yes. you know, in almost any content area. So love Absolutely. that. I want to just say thank you also for having me on. It was a blast to just talk about how amazing 
it has been to work with them because of what I'm seeing out of my students. Project Invent's mission is to empower students with the 21st century skills to succeed individually and impact globally through invention. Their goal is to create a generation of fearless, compassionate problem solvers. They transform classrooms from test-taking to change-making. To learn more and join the Project Invent Fellowship of like-minded change-making educators around the country, you can click on the link in the episode notes or go to edcuration.com and search Project Invent. They are currently accepting applications for the 2023-2024 school year, and you can find the application at their site, along with their digital curriculum, resource library, a showcase of current student projects, and lots of educator and student testimonials. I know you'll be inspired. We hope you are inspired by this episode. We thank you for joining and truly appreciate your comments, likes, shares, and follows. And we invite you back for the next episode of Reshaping Learning with the Ed Curation Podcast. <music>